This is Ed from the Pixel Tunes Radio Video Game Music Podcast. You're listening to Two Dudes and a Ness. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Oh, not much, not much. You know, last year, getting close to Easter this year, and last mm-hmm. year, getting close mm-hmm. to Easter, I, I feel like we talked about Easter eggs. We did talk about Easter eggs. Yeah? And if you heard a big crash, that was my cat looking for an <laughs> Easter egg himself. Uh, that's okay. Hey, mm-hmm. speaking of your cat, not to go off on a tangent within the first 10 seconds of the podcast, but... Uh, your cat had a pretty big, uh, pretty big appearance in the Home Alone episode. Sound like? Oh, really? Yeah, pretty much throughout the whole episode, I kept hearing this meow in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So, if any, but, of the, uh, if any of the listeners, I think you could probably only hear it in headphones. It'd probably be pretty hard to hear just in ambient speakers. But if you listen to it in headphones, you just get a constant meow every now and then throughout the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Guess what happened to be on television today, by the way? Um, Ernest Goes to Camp. I know. Home Alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for picking up on no, that. The, <laughs> uh, the, the cues, I'm just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not with it. Right. With the cues tonight. Speaking of Home Alone, you know, we've got this new high scores Facebook group. Uh-huh. Go ahead and shout that out there. But uh, Home Alone, there was a lot of discussion about Home Alone. On that page. Yeah, I was really surprised. And Dude Hickman beat beat it this past week. So, yeah, that, congratulations to that's him. That's quite that. quite an accomplishment. And I I, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, he kind of owes us a bit of gratitude because I don't know if he would have beat it if we hadn't have covered the game, started the high scoreboard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is true. So this is true. It's kind of like when he. Didn't he go back and beat Silver Surfer, which is pretty much an impossible game when we were supposed to talk about Silver Surfer? Mm, yeah, the Lost episode. Mm. Hey, speaking it's of the Lost episode, uh, it's coming, by the way. But we had one mm. of our patron people from Patreon said, Hey guys, why don't you make that a Patreon-exclusive episode since it's Lost? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, okay. no we're not going to do that. No exclusives. No exclusives. Everybody gets treated fairly here. Mm-hmm. And Putin rejoices. Yep. Putin rejoices. That's right. No, Putin would definitely not rejoice. Everybody being treated fairly, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, who do we need? Uh, no. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so what, what game are we talking about? Why was I trying to bring up Easter eggs? Besides the fact that we're like a week away from Easter. Well, today we got a special treat for everybody because we're talking about a game that's actually was never released at all until recently. And it was only released as a ROM on uh, the computer. So a bit of an Easter egg in, in and of itself. Right. And that game is, Michael? Hyperion. Hi, Hyperion. I don't know how to pronounce it. I was going with Hyper Ion. Hyper Ion. Ooh, I like that. I like that. But I was just, that's just, I guess, my science. Background. Well, I think there's. I'm just thinking about ions. Mm, yeah, the ions. Those ions. Mm-hmm. No, I think um, it's it's kind of the same name as that. Uh, if you play Borderlands, I think there's a company in Borderlands called whatever this name is of this game. So ah, okay. Borderlands stole this from Nintendo, th- what, 30 years later? 
Yeah. 30 years to be exact. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, you want uh, some history on this Easter egg game? I would love to have some history, please. I hope you're taking notes, boys and girls. It's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. All right. So this game was made by one of the most famous game makers, of course, in Nintendo history, Yoshio Sakamoto. And it was uh, he was the director and programmer of this game, and also a couple of games that came after this game called Gumshoe and Metroid. Now that's going to come into play here in just a minute. So this game was a concept game, and they started giving it to counselors who would reach their quota. Um, and they were trying it out, and the counselors loved it. It was really a big hit. But here's the thing. The game utilized both the D-pad, so the NES controller, and the, and the zapper. So you had to hold both at the same time. Nintendo did not go for that idea very well. Um, they... Uh, uh, so what ended up happening, it was kind of like a Mega Man game that was more arcadey, didn't have as much of a story to it, it's just, you know, kind of a beat-em-up style, and I don't know if that's because that's what it was, or if that's just kind of what was developed at the time. It may have just but, been because uh, they were in the process of developing this, is what I'm thinking, because right. it really wasn't it really wasn't a game per se, it was kind of like there was a couple mm-hmm. of levels and, mm-hmm. you know, you're just kind of jumping around with the D-pad and then shooting stuff with the zapper. Right. And so, but there really wasn't any true structure to the game. I don't know if they ever was going to have structure fully or not, but, yeah. I would say it probably was. It just never got to that point. And so Nintendo pretty much put the squash on this game. Uh, they didn't like the idea. So what Sak- Sakamoto did, I almost said Sakamoto, <laughs> Sakamoto did, uh, he just split the game up and basically made two games, which are two famous uh, Nintendo games, both Gunshoe, Gumshoe, sorry, um, and, uh, of course, the famous Metroid. Now, the character from this game, uh, Hyperion, or Hyper... Hurion, however you want to say it. Uh, he kind of was like a, a me- Mega Man looking character and probably played a lot of kind of a robotic looking character. Yeah, it's kind of like a cross a between of... Mega Man and what eventually became Metroid, I would say. Yeah, that's what I was leading to is Metroid eventually... Uh, uh, Metroid was the daughter product of, of this character. So... Uh, also for the uh, uh, the Tanaka did the music for this game, but obviously it was never released. And I mean, he's one of the more famous composers. So yeah, know, he, he actually did Metroid and Gumshoe also. Yeah, right, right. He had some big names in this uh, uh, developing this and. Unfortunately, never came, and we'll talk about the gameplay on, and whether it should have been released or not. But uh, not much of a quest, I am assuming. It's out there, waiting to be discovered. This is Michael's quest to find the cart. <laughs> no, actually, I just... I don't know when this game actually leaked out to the world. I think it was fairly recent. I heard about mm-hmm. it... Um, I don't know, like about a month ago, I guess. Maybe a little less than a month mm-hmm. ago. 
And uh, mm-hmm. it was super exciting for me to hear about it because it's kind of like I, ha- I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about it. And so I got the ROM because that's really the only way to play it and mm-hmm. you know, tried it out. So that's my quest. I heard about it and then yeah. went, to, went to download the ROM. Um, that's pretty much my quest. Did you... Did you quest to find... Do you have a cartridge of this game? Yes, I got the cartridge from a oh, uh, wow. great yeah. uncle that was a counselor. No, oh, right. I don't okay. have the I don't right have on. the cartridge. <laughs> but no, pretty much the same story as you. Yeah. So. Well, I guess we can just go ahead and dig into the gameplay then. Do you like talking about games? Well, so do we. Welcome to The Game Discussion. So what about the game, Justin? Uh, what did you think about it? Well, I thought it was a good game. I mean, at, at times I thought, you know, it, it was a good idea that they didn't release it. But at the same time, it's an, it's an unfinished game. So it's kind of harsh to judge it uh, as like a game that, um, that did come out and as reviewing it as such. When you know that they they really didn't have time, or they didn't spend the time to finish it, because they basically just took the the, uh, the two ideas and split them up and made two wonderful games out of it. Yeah, I'm not sure I would call Gumshoe wonderful, but well, okay, <laughs> well, we may get to I'm that eventually. More towards Metroid, yeah, Metroid, yeah. yeah. So here's what I think. I think if anybody could have done it, I think it would have been Nintendo to pull off this cockamamie control scheme where you're holding the d-pad moving the guy left to right and pressing up to jump and then using the zapper to actually shoot the bad guys on screen i think if anybody could have figured it out it would have been nintendo so i would have been really interested to see if they let this game come to fruition you know mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. i think um you can see hints of it in gumshoe and in and in um, Metroid, obviously, Gumshoe, you kind of get you get you get to you don't actually control the guy with the D pad, so that's it's like they took that element out. But you do shoot the characters mm-hmm. on the bad guys on screen, and the guy automatically moves to the right. And then instead of pressing a button to make him jump, you actually shoot him to make him jump. So it's kind of like yeah. they it's kind of like they made the game, but then they took out having to control the character. So it, it, it feels yeah. it feels really similar to Gumshoe, but you have more control over the character, which I like. Um, but then aesthetically, like music-wise, sort of music-wise, and graphics-wise, it kind of resembles a lot of what Metroid, what eventually became Metroid. You know, it's got that sci-fi theme to it. Right. You know, play a little, add a little, maybe not devil's advocate, maybe that's not the word I'm looking for. What about it playing this game with an N64 controller? You mean... You got the... Having the analog stick? Well, no. Uh, you, you still have the D-pad, but you have the Z button as your trigger. Well, I guess uh, if the N64 controller was a gun... <laughs> okay. You're just inventing a controller now, right? I mean, well, no, essentially what I'm trying to say is there were a lot of, we, we talked about the, um, uh, some accessories in the past that Nintendo essentially just made a couple of games for. I mean, what about if they had made a different controller for just this game? Yeah. And maybe even sparked 
future games. Right. So you're saying like maybe this. put a D-pad on the zapper or something so mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about holding two hands. You just you can move with the, like your thumb up on the up at the top and then you can pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I think this may have been a little too early for Nintendo to have tried something like that cuz this is this is like way at the beginning of the system. I mean, this potentially could have been a launch game had they released it. Because, I mean, Gumshoe was basically a launch game. It was like a year later, but... Yeah. I mean, this this yeah. potentially so this could have been... 85, and yeah, yeah, Gumshoe and Metroid both were 86. I think Metroid was 86. <clears throat> but uh, I know Gumshoe was. Have you, have you ever... I know we're not talking about Gumshoe. Ever played Gumshoe? It sounds like you have. Yeah, I've played it. I'm not a huge fan of Gumshoe. I mean, it's an interesting concept. It's It's one of the... It's one of the more unique Zapper games. I would say that, definitely. It's interesting to think about the mindset of Nintendo at this time. Like, because prior to this, you're you're looking at Atari as kind of the the godfather here of Mm -hmm. gaming. And Nintendo comes in, and they're really essentially revolutionizing the the gaming industry. You've had the crash, now you've got to start from, from scratch, essentially. Your system is not really anywhere near what the Atari system is. It's on a diff- it, it's on a different level. So it it's not out of the realm of possibilities to try something where you actually are using two controllers. Now I'm not ambidextrous enough to for this to have ever worked yeah. for me. I had a hard time just using the mouse and the uh, uh, keyboard yeah. this past week trying to play it. But uh, I would have never been able to accomplish that. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I see. I think. I think it actually. See, to think about it, like if I was to play it when I, back when I was a kid, like it, so let's say it came mm-hmm. out and I had it when I was a kid, I think I would have had a terrible time trying to play this game. But mm-hmm. because I have used a mouse and keyboard for so many years at this point, actually, I found it. I found it to be fairly easy and enjoyable, the mechanic. And I think even with, if I had a zapper in hand and a controller in one hand... Yeah, but see, the controller would just kind of be hanging. Half of it would be hanging off my hand, and I wouldn't have that mm-hmm. other hand to kind of counterbalance it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, and your aim... I mean, using a mouse is a little different than if you had it on using the zapper at TV. Your aim trying to use one hand and still trying to, you know, use the D-pad to control could kind of throw you off too. So the aiming aspect of it could have been a lot more complicated. Yeah, I could um, see that too. I mean, I think part of I think part of the reason why, why this game is is interesting and a lot of fun now is simply because you can play it, you know, they they map the zapper to the mouse, right? And a mouse is a lot easier to use than pointing a gun at a screen. For yeah, most people, I, am, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. The only thing is, it would. I guess it would have been kind of nice to have a D-pad in one hand because I can. I can usually control a character a lot better with a D-pad than I can the WASD or whatever it is that you use on the keyboard or, or the mm-hmm. arrows, whichever mm-hmm. you prefer. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's hard to talk about it in in that aspect. Not getting to play it. Should have 
contact the uh, Nintendo got some access to some cartridges. Yeah, pulled some strings, got some of them prototype carts. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be interesting to see what this cart is worth if you were actually able to find. I it. don't know if I don't. I I did a little bit of research to see if there were any out there, and mm-hmm. I could not find any cartridges out there. I wonder if there was actually ever a cart or if it was just kind of like a like a chip or something. You know, like the just the ROM chip or whatever's inside the cartridge. Oh, yeah. I wonder if yeah, it was just right. it was just that. It was never actually put into a cartridge or anything like that. Well, without it being mass developed, I'm sure Nintendo had a way to just kind of encapsulate that ROM disk. Uh, for short-term usage, like if they were just testing games out. They probably didn't make an actual cartridge. They probably had some kind of testing unit to use um, to put it into Nintendo where they didn't actually have to produce it. So it probably doesn't exist if it's out there. Yeah, probably not. You know, we need need to contact Rob and Jay, Nintendo Quest guys. Well, this wouldn't have been on their list, you know, because it's a... Not only is it unlicensed, but it's unmade, you know. So right. It's true. I don't think they would have ever been able to uh, find it. But well, they would we'll probably know about them. it. They probably know about it. Right. That's yeah. But uh, we'll have to tell them sequel. Sequel to Nintendo Quest. Find <laughs> find all prototypes and unlicensed cards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's funny. So I, it, so, it's kind of hard to, you know, I, we touched on a little bit, but it, it's kind of hard to really give a review or a rating of this game because, mm-hmm. I mean, while I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I think I'm, I think mostly what I enjoyed was just the, the history and the cool, the cool factor of the fact that this kind of went unnoticed for so long, mm-hmm. and that. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of fun to play, but I feel like it's unfinished, so you can't really judge it. And we don't have right. the true controls. We don't have a, we don't have any way of using the true controls unless somebody knows how to plug in a NES controller and a zapper and have it be able to shoot um, my LCD laptop monitor. That <laughs> seems like a lot of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. To, yeah, to test this game out, and, and I guess maybe the. And I don't know. This could be the ROM. Sometimes you play ROMs and and the controls feel off, mm-hmm. not as not as pure or as uh, as smooth as as actually playing the game. I don't know. So I don't know if the the controls were kind of sticky because it was ROM, or if it was because that's the way the game was. But then again, like we go back and say with everything, it's hard to judge it. Yeah, I thought the like one song that they had, you know, composed and put Playing in the game. Over, I, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really really good. Well, yeah, you know, I like Tanaka's stuff. Metroid, the music in Metroid is really good, and this kind of had a Metroidy feel. It's yeah, funny a because little little more of an upbeat one, though. You know, yeah. It's it's funny because the you know they they split the game into Gumshoe and Metroid, but I felt like this game, especially the, the sprite for the main character, everything kind of felt more on the lines of Metroid. You kind of touched on that earlier on, but uh, and then Gumshoe feels like a completely different game. I feel like this game completely became Metroid, 
except for the zapper. Mm-hmm. And they right. but they didn't want to leave out the the zapper from their original ideas and so they just kind of made this game called Gumshoe just to be able to try to use a little bit of that original idea. But this game ultimately I feel like really became Metroid. Yeah, somebody had to love the zapper idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Sakamoto. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So somebody really, Justin, really I have a hold on to that. I have a question for you. Okay. Did you come up with any trophies while playing this game? I did. Oh. Do tell. This ain't your granddad's gamer score. These are retrofitted trophies. Alright. This uh this one's called Shouldn't You Be on an Old Building? And that is shoot five of the gargoyle looking characters in the the dungeon level, level two. Mm. Yeah. So the the ones that oh so shouldn't you be on a building like because like, gargoyles okay, yeah, yeah. go on a building. Hey, did you do you remember that cartoon, The Gargoyles? Did you ever watch that? I did. Rem- I do remember it. I didn't watch it much. I think I watched it maybe a little bit, but not much. Everybody rants and raves about the Gargoyles cartoon, and I just could not stand it when I was a kid. I, yeah, I don't think I got into it. Uh, I think no, no. I don't think I really watched it that much. Yeah. I may have tried because everybody was into it. It's kind of like, and this is probably because a lot of our uh, uh, listeners are really into the old school retro stuff. So this is probably going to get me a lot of a lot of hate mail. Do <laughs> you remember Goosebumps? And everybody loved Goosebumps. Yes, Goosebumps. I remember Goosebumps. I never got into Goosebumps. Didn't like them. Yeah, mm, I didn't really get into them either, to be honest. What I did get into, yeah. and I don't know if you had this, but at my elementary school, I had the most horrifying book that I have ever read, probably in my entire life, even as an adult. It was called, like, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark or something. It was mm-hmm. just a bunch of mm-hmm. short stories that were just horrific, and they had these these <laughs> these hand-drawn images in between the stories that were just, like, skulls with... Uh, I don't know, worms crawling out of the eye sockets and stuff. It was just really gruesome. Or or these skeleton girls, like, stand mm. on top of the hill looking all menacing. Did mm. you have this book in your elementary... This was in my elementary school library. It gave me nightmares. I don't remember that. I remember there was one book that was, like, that I... Um... And I got out of the library, and it was like a witch's spell book, and it was like really creepy stuff. <laughs> and it kind of and it freaked me out. Uh, I remember, and I was really young at the time, like it was like early in elementary school, and I was like, I took it back the next day to the library because she got like a week, a week to rent, you know, uh, loan the book. I took it back the next day because I was afraid the book itself was actually haunted. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this. Okay, this is okay. just one of the images. I may show more. I don't know, but I'll start with this one. This is just one of the images from the scary stories to tell in the dark series. That's Harold. There, can you see it? Okay. Oh gosh. Yeah. So there's Harold. <laughs> is he like? 
Has he been hung? Yeah. Is he hanging? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's hanging. He's hanging. Yeah, I mean, these were some gruesome stories. Here, check this out. Check this one out. Oh, man. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Uh, it just it just gets better. The baseball players there, you see them? Wow. Okay, so I, I'd be curious. I want to know if anybody, any of the deep powders out there, remember this book or have this book because this was... It was a... It was a scary time during my childhood, but I loved it. And, you know, yeah. I just couldn't get enough of it. I don't know. Mm. Sorry. Wow. Huge, yeah, huge tangent there. That's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you have any trophies? I do. I do have one. It's called the Hand-Eye Coordination of an Astronaut. <laughs> and that is beat the first level without taking a hit. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any more. Do you have any more? No, I didn't come up with any more either. Yeah. Pretty good, though. It's, it was... Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's... Uh, I hate to try to give it a rating because, you know, can't can't poop on a game that's unfinished, right? Or can we? Six out of ten? Five stars? Two thumbs up? Who knows? It's time for game rating. Hmm. Not that we'd be... The way we do games. ratings... Yeah, the way we do ratings, I think we could just about rate anything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, because <laughs> our ratings are meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Hey, would you mind? Uh, could you rate my water here for a minute? That uh, I'm going to give that an onion. Okay, one onion for my water. No wonder it tastes <laughs> like dirt. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man, so, what really... type of? Uh, what should we give it? A type? A type of prototype? Is that something you can? A type of product that never really became successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a type of invention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a Billy Mays thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's what we'll go with. Type of invention. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give yeah. it the Sham Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's uh, okay. it's like two things in one. You know, it's it's a super absorbent towel, and it's also a uh, it's like a scarf if you want to wear it as a scarf. <laughs> what? Hey. I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna go sponge and towel, but you went <laughs> towel and well, scarf. Hear, hear me out. Hear my reasoning. The reason is because it's way more effective at one than it is at the other. And I'm not a huge fan of gumshoe, oh, okay. so I think it was way more effective at being a Metroid game than it was at being gumshoe. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Floby. The Floby. I don't even. I don't even remember what that is. You don't even. You don't know what the Floby is. No. Oh, you're gonna have to look up the Floby. It was basically this this like hair dryer looking thing that you could cut your own hair with. You like pulled your. It like pulled your hair <laughs> and it cut it. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the reason I'm giving it that is in every good intention, it was a great idea. Save money. Don't have to go pay for a haircut but uh in in practice not so much yeah okay it's really hard to do <laughs> right it takes a lot of coordination to use the floby yeah yeah <laughs> i know there's gonna be a lot of people out there that love the floby yeah so. oh we're gonna get so much hate mail from floby lovers yeah mm-hmm. that's funny Tom Arnold would be impressed with the Floby use. Yeah, I Tom Arnold probably uses Flobies all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now I'm going to have to say that the reason that I've been making some uh, some references to past phrases is because uh, a good friend of ours, David Book, well, a new friend, I guess, uh, the Facebook group has been putting up memes of all of our old sayings, like uh, Tom Arnold would be impressed, Putin rejoices, Michael <laughs> Flatley would be impressed. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but it was hilarious when he put it up. <laughs> yeah, Michael Flatley would be impressed. It is a picture of Michael Flatley just <laughs> in all of his glory. I don't. Do you remember uh, the context of the Michael Flatley comment? Because I don't. I don't remember that, and I don't remember the chicken butt. Apparently, I love he said from the chicken butt. Episode. <laughs> well, the, I remember the chicken butt episode because I got you with that one. Because I said, "Hey, Justin." And you said, what's up, dude? And I, and I said, guess what or something? No, I said, hey, Justin, guess what? You said, what? At the very beginning of the episode. And then I got you with the chicken oh, butt. Oh, that was, uh, was that short order? Yes, it was. Episode? It was. Because okay. I, well, and I, yeah. and I also, okay. I think I referenced chicken butt over and over again in that episode. So that's definitely the chicken okay. butt episode. All right. All right. <laughs> um, but I don't, oh, Michael Flatley had, because that, that's the, um, uh, the accessory. What was the accessory? I can't. Why is the name escaping me? The power um, pad. Power pad. So it was from the same you know, episode. Stomping on it. Yeah, because we did power pad with short order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was okay. from the same episode then. Short order explode. So that's that's why Mac, Michael Flatley would be impressed because he's stomping uh, right because he's a power pad. And he's what river dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sweet. All right, so okay, I think listener feedback. Tangents. We didn't uh, we didn't have the opportunity to post about this game because mm-hmm. it just kind of sprung on us. We decided to do it, so we didn't get to post about it. Other than the music from the last episode, which mm-hmm. um, we got maybe two calls, one definite call, and then Aaron Hickman said he was going <laughs> to send us an MP3 call so i don't know if he did i don't know if he got a chance to send that or if he's going to get a chance before we finish editing but um if he does we'll place his call here hey guys this is aaron from well dude hickman i guess sorry aaron from retro obscura and genesis gems uh yeah just calling you guys because i want to talk about hyperion a little bit um, I had first heard about this game, I think it was like an issue of Nintendo Power where they were talking about games that were canceled or weren't released over here. Um, I remember them kind of talking about like Final Fantasy III and, and Mother. And I remember them talking about uh, Sin City. There was a Sin City game planned on NES and it, it just got locked away in the Nintendo vaults. Well, come to find out, uh, there was just another game called Hyperion, and it was developed by uh, Nintendo R&D One, from what I recall. You know, designed by Yoshio Sakamoto and composed by Hitanaka, who kind of worked on Gumshoe and uh, Metroid. And so, yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. I I found out about this game. Um, also, more recently on Lost Levels, uh, which is like a site devoted to uncovering unreleased games and oh, pretty cool story. Um, 
it's really unique. It's the only game in the NES library um, that would have used the um, the controller and the zapper at the same time. And for me, I'm, I'm left-handed. And so, I don't know, it's kind of like when you play a Wii game like Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. It just seems, it's just weird to me. Like, I haven't gotten to play it yet, but uh, I've seen screenshots and, and a little bit of video of this game. And it looks fun, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can really move the character around with the D-pad and shoot with my right hand. I'd rather shoot with my left hand and then have some way to move around with you know, my right hand, but unless someone designs a controller for me to do that, I guess, I guess I'm out of luck. But, uh, yeah, no, um, you know, it's a shame this never came out, but I'm just happy it's out now. So, with that said, game on, dudes. If he does not, then you just heard some great silence in the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Right. But we definitely got this call right here. Hey guys, this is Timmy, you know, your favorite neighborhood, Timmy. Hey, um, that song you played last week, you know, the, 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 the jingle thing from the game, that game is I carry on. I remember that from when I was a wee little boy. I just, <laughs> I just love playing that game. Actually, recently, my, um, my um my computer and I can play it on the emulator. I just kind of go on, just get in and just just you know you know what I mean, guys. And, uh, I just thought I'd call because I knew what game you're talking about. And I really really like that game and I play it almost every night before I go to bed and I kiss my mom and then she texts me and I wake up out of that body. Well, Timmy is uh, on the Hyperion. Yeah. How does he get one of these cartridges? <laughs> he said he had it from when he was a kid. I think he, I think the <laughs> <Yeah>. reason he <laughs> I think the reason he said that is because he still is a kid. Okay, yeah. maybe it kind of sounds like a kid to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, well, kind of a short episode. Yeah. I don't know. We should fill some of this dead air. Yeah. I don't want to just put out a thirty-minute episode. That's true. That's uh, true. There's some train noises. Train, yeah. train working. <laughs> Trains work, working the scene, man. Mm-hmm. Train's like, oh, we need some dead space filled. Allow me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. You wanna? I can give you a quiz. On what? I don't know. Hyperion. Yeah. No. How about uh, daily trivia quiz from for March thirty first. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. In what year was Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses, published? <laughs> uh, you want some options isn't here? Salman Rush, isn't Salman Rushdie the guy that uh, uh, all the terrorists want to kill because he like wrote a book about Muhammad or something? Maybe. Or that's something I don't know. different. He wrote the Satanic Verses. I'm going to say 1974. Okay, well, I'm going to pick the closest one to that, which was 1988. You got it right. You Satanist, you. (laughs) Is it really 1974? (laughs) No, it's 1988. I just picked the closest one to what you said. (laughs) Oh, there were choices. Yeah, I'm going to give you the choices on this one. Okay, you ready? 
Okay. When is Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, and Prince William's baby due, according to the Daily Mail? Is it due April 1st, April 12th, April 25th, or April 30th? Well, I didn't know she was pregnant. Um, there's, there's your first problem. <laughs> I'm going to say April 12th. And, no, April 25th. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay. Christmas in April. What is one gross minus two score? Hmm. Well, score is 20. Okay. So that's 40. Okay. But I don't know. The gross, I'm going to say is... You want the choices? Yeah. Okay, your choices are 20, 104... 124 or 198? Uh, 104. That's right. You are a math whiz. All right. Yes. Because a gross okay. is clearly... Where did... Well, a gross is a dozen dozens. Ah, yes. It's like... A dozen dozens. Mm. So, how's that... Yeah, 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 you're right. Good job. Yeah, 140. That's smart. You're like a genius. <laughs> okay. Let's see how genius you are with this one. Okay. Where did the Oreo cookie originate? It's a country. Uh, Is it Nor- Germany? Well, wait a minute. Is it Norway? Okay. Mexico? The United Kingdom or the United States? I'm going to have to say Norway because they're so much better than us. Oh, no. It was actually us. The United, uh, the United States. We are not worse than Norway. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, sure. You Satanist. Our, well, all of our Norwegian uh, fans are now mad. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, this is one that I did not know. Okay. Um as, as with all the other ones so far, I have That's what I was say, so you knew all the other ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, which of these tokens was added to the game of Monopoly in 2013? Was it the top hat, the cat, the policeman, or the radio? I'm going to say... Well, I don't... I'm pretty sure it's not top hat. I feel like policeman is a red herring. They want you to pick that one. Mm-hmm. Radio. I don't ever remember a radio. Well, this just it I'm just came in radio. 2013. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So that may be the new one. So you're going with radio. I'm going to go with radio. I'm going with radio. No, I'm sorry. It was a cat. Ah, I knew it was between those two. It's a cat. All right. Meow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I should have guessed that. Who? Okay, here's your, here's your gimme. You ready? Yeah. Who wrote The Hunt for Red October and Patriot Games? Tom Clancy. Yes, he did. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, if you don't get at least a 50%, you're off the show. Oh, darn. <laughs> this, this is knowledge that you must have to be on two dudes. Okay. Okay. Which of these places is the capital of UAE? Uh, United Arab Emirates. Is that Dubai? No, it's Abu Dhabi. Oh, man. 
This is not looking good. It's, if, if anybody out no, there really. wants to be a co-host on the Two Dudes in a Nest show, I'll start taking resumes after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In what year was smoking on domestic flights banned in New Zealand? This is the most random stuff. <laughs> well, let's see. I'll give you the choices. 1978, okay. 1982, 1988, or 1995. New Zealand, I feel like they're going to be early on this. Give me the second earliest date. I think 78. Uh, 1982 is the second earliest. Give me that one. Okay. Nope, 1988. Ooh. Uh, it's not looking good, kid. Yeah, no, I'm getting killed. Either. Two more questions. Two more questions. You have to get the next two right in order to get your 50% and stay on the show. Okay. Okay. What was the occupation of character Jennifer Melfi in TV show The Sopranos? Oh, no. Was she a laundry owner, a police officer, a housewife, or a psychiatrist? Hmm. feel like police officer... That's, uh, no. I'm going to go with laundry. Mm. It's been nice oh, knowing no. you. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a psychiatrist. <sighs> Man. Do you want Do you want the last one anyways? Yes. This, this one can be a throwback to our duck hunt episode. Okay. Okay. When is the... When is the Mallard reaction most commonly experienced? And this may actually not have anything to do with ducks, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You want the choices? Uh, Yes. Okay, when cooking, when a volcano erupts, when noxious gases are released, or when ducks congregate. The Mallard reaction. Mallard reaction. But it's M-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. So maybe it's Mallard. Mallard reaction. I'm going to go with the noxious fumes. Okay. No, sorry, it's when cooking. You scored a 3 out of 10. Congratulations. Son of a gun. Stupid quiz. How's it feel? quiz game. How does it feel to be on the other end of the the quiz game there? Yeah, stupid quiz game. Yeah, that was nice. I got to quiz you for a change. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now we can wrap it up. I think we've we've, we've right. killed an extra five or ten minutes there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the Ray Bans guy? I didn't even see the Ray Bans guy. Ah, that's because I uh, put the band hammer on him right off the bat. Pretty quick. Yeah. That's just some Boom. some dude in the Facebook group said, "Hey, buy these Ray Bans. Click this link." Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had some Russian guy come jabbering in Russian. With a link, and I just booted him immediately. Ah, okay. What about... Uh, Putin rejoiced. The gun. Putin, yeah, Putin. Putin didn't like that guy. Um, Putin killed him. Um, <laughs> How dare you interrupt the two dudes. Yes, exactly. And the Game Boy, that was a gun that shot photographs. Yeah, you like that? 
I did. But did you see my comment on it? Mm, maybe. When I first saw it, I just thought somebody like glued the inside of a Game Boy onto a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not what they did? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know. You know what I mean. Well, they put the they put right. the Game Boy camera and the Game Boy printer together on a gun, mm-hmm. right? And right. then when they hit the button, it just takes the picture and prints it out the little piece of paper on the Game Boy camera. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, I thought it was a real gun. Oh, and then they just... No per- modification. And then they just told people <laughs> that it takes their picture and then they actually just shot people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, we should do okay. we should do Game Boy games sometime on the show. Just like a mini miniature episode, like a twenty minute episode about Game Boy game or something. Yeah, we should. We could make that. I could. I would be okay with making that a Patreon exclusive because it's not really part of the NES mm-hmm. library, so it's not mm-hmm. actually part of this show. It would probably take us a little extra effort to do it, anyways. Right. That yeah. that could be a Patreon exclusive if people wanted a exclusive. Do you remember? Well, I don't even remember what the what it was called, but the attachment for the Super Nintendo where you put your Game Boy games into it. I think it was just called the Super Game Boy or the Super Boy yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was sweet, and you could put like cool borders around it and make it color. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've still got an old Game Boy. We could do it. Oh man, I don't have mine anymore. I think I sold mine, and this is a shame. You may want to kick me off this show after I tell you this. I sold my Game Boy to buy a Game Gear. Oh. Sega Game Gear. Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah. That's embarrassing. I mean, it was in color. Yeah. But your battery life lasted all of about three minutes. Yeah, and it was de- they definitely didn't have near the games. So... But it was the new thing, and you know, I was just a dumb kid. Hey, chalk, chalk a lot of stuff up to dumb kids. I had I had a Dreamcast one time with oh, almost man. every game. I probably had 125 games with it, including a bunch of games that go for a lot of money now that I'll never be able to get again. Sold it all for a Xbox, original yeah. Xbox. Which those are a dime a dozen yeah. now. Yep, they are not much fun. I don't even. I don't even want one now. So, yeah. So when I went into the game store down the road, mm-hmm. but to pick up some Nintendo games the other day, it's a it's a it's a retro game store for people who don't know. Um, yeah, the guy was wearing. You want, a dream you want to shirt. shout them out? Are they are they nice people? You want to shout them out? Yeah, uh, Reset Games in Tazewell, Tennessee. So if anybody lives in Tazewell or the surrounding area, check them out. I thought I think you're the only know. person that lives in Tazewell, though, right? Yeah, just about. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they've got like they've got uh, NES games, they've got Super Nintendo games. Uh, that's all I looked at. They've got all pretty much forever system. But anyway, he was the guy that was working there. I'm assuming he's like the owner too, because it's just like a little small store. He had a Dreamcast shirt on. Nice. And I was like, uh, nice, nice Dreamcast shirt. That's you know, I love that system. He said that was his favorite system. So, I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, it was a great system. Stupid yeah. Sega can't do anything right. If it would, if Nintendo would have had it, it would have been, it would have been rocking, you know. Hmm. Anyway, 
So you can check us out on our website, nesdudes.com, twodudesinanest.com, and nintendudes.com, and of course Facebook and Twitter, and all the cool social medias out there. And you can always call us at... 775-773-8761. Or... Seven seven five seven retro one. Yeah. Hey, I know. I know. I've done. I've gone over this bit several times now, but I saw it again the other day. The Kevin, uh, what's his name? Not Kevin Smith, but the guy from King of Queens, and his bit yeah. and his his comedy bit about the reading off numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Yeah. And how he says the cadence of the numbers, you know? Yeah, so where I used to work um, in the hospital, and we'd, like, do certain things for patients, we would, the office would call, and they would give us the patient's social security number, right? Mm -hmm. So we could look them up in the system. So if you're reading a social security number, how do you read it? It's three numbers, two numbers, four numbers, right? That's the cadence. With a a pause in between because there's a dash there. That's what that's for. Horrible cadence. She would give like four numbers, (laughs) three numbers, and then three numbers. It was like, you're throwing me off big time. Uh, Let's do a little Two Dudes Theater here, okay? I'm calling you with a... uh, to read read to you the social security number of a patient. So I'm calling in. I'm saying, hey... Okay. All right. I need. Hey, I need to call in this patient, please. Okay. Go ahead. His name is uh, John Smith. All right. You got his social. Uh, yeah. It's um, four seven three one two eighty seven. Uh huh. Six three. Mm hmm. Exclamation point. See, here's the thing. <laughs> When you read numbers, I should be able to tell what type of number you're giving me by your cadence. Yeah, it was a social security number. number? Could you not tell? Right, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode about this game that nobody's ever heard of before. You know, it's funny. The last half of this episode just turned into us just... Cutting up and talking to each other, chit chatting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, family friendly. I said chit chatting. Oh, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We don't do, we don't do the other one on 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 air. We do that one off here. Yeah, yeah. I got a funny story. About that. <laughs> this is somewhat family friendly. I think. Go ahead. I don't care. If not, it I, I will edit it out. So, we're watching this hospital show the other day, and my daughter Leah, who was a week away from being four, two weeks away from being four, she says, one of the like doctors on there says something about a douchebag, and she repeats the word douchebag. <laughs> right, and of course, so naturally. My, right, my wife says, no, don't say that, that's not a nice word. So she leaves the room, and so they're, they're still, like, talking about this. Then they say, douche, again. 
And she says, douche. And I said, Leah, your mom just told you not to say that. And she said, but I didn't say bag. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. I was just thinking, it's funny when I uh, mistook what you said. I was just thinking of what the other term could be. And, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you're in the stall next to a guy and you know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> just a little chat. Yeah. You guys are friends. Just a little chat. Right. Okay, we better wrap this up. Okay, this is yeah, it's getting out of hand. We're getting into Carl talk right. now. Exactly. All right. Okay, here comes the noises for next week's game. This one is a Patreon pick. Oh, by the way, speaking of Patreon picks, go support us on Patreon. We've hit twenty bucks now, so we're ten dollars ten dollars away from that super sweet NES retro junk box. So if you yeah. want to find us on there. I think, and uh, I probably should look this up, but I think it's patreon.com slash NES dudes. I think it's Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's a, I think it's a mm-hmm. made up. I think it's a made up word. I don't think it's real. But so patreon.com slash NES dudes. So you can support us there. And if you pay, if you donate at least $2 a month, you get to pick the next game. And guess who did mm-hmm. that? Dude Tim. And that's who gets who that's who picked the next game. So the next game coming up, picked by Tim. If you want to guess it, here comes the music. If you want to just harass Tim to find out what it is, his number is No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So here's the music. Nice talking to you, Justin. Alright. Hope you guys enjoy. Time.